The year is the future. When the world is in danger of dwindling food resources, Renaissance man Q. Heelman develops a new technology that allows man to feast on its endless supply of entertainment. Consequently, film and television is produced at a startling rate. A sickness, franchise fatigue, plagues man and turns the infected into time wasters. Renaissance man Q. Heelman looks for a remedy, but gives up hope until two film scavengers, Brett Hodgson and Chris Nelson, stumble into his medical facility. He vows to cure them by imbuing them with the power of film. In. No, Q. It's just that Valentine's Day is tomorrow and we don't have Valentine's. Ah, uh, I see. One of the drawbacks of living in a post-apocalyptic hellscape is the crippling sense of loneliness, the fear of dying alone and never again knowing a woman's touch. Thank you, Q. Hmm. Perhaps... Perhaps I could build you each a girl. Actually build you a girl. Even me? Even you, Super Smooth 7000. But there are some moral quandaries I think you should consider during today's treatment. I think it's an appropriate time for you to watch Weird Science. Find a seat in the theater. Room. Yeah, I guess initial thoughts from you. Um, initial thoughts is that it's really fun. It's a really fun movie. Um, it's obviously got some weird misogynistic and racist parts because it's just an old movie. <laughs> I think every movie kind of does. That was made before, you know, 2018. But um, I, I think I'm going to have to talk about that when it, we get to prescribing or oh yeah whatever yeah. i think but, you gotta, i think you gotta take, take that into consideration because like you're kind of like whoa okay yeah. but um no it's a really fun movie i mean it's like some parts are badly acted or you know like kind of stupid or like you thought parts were badly acted i, I mean just like there were just there's just like definitely parts like the quality wasn't there but it was all but it was all part of the charm of the movie though okay I, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that because I know this movie is insane. No, yeah, it's just it's insane, but in a fun way. Right. So, uh, not necessarily maybe not necessarily badly acted, but there's just like parts that are just like obviously kind of like maybe like more of the writing is just like the dialogue can be kind of like dumb, but like it's supposed to be, so it's not like it's not with the movie. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you know this or not. I'm guessing you probably don't. John Hughes wrote this movie while they were making The Breakfast Club. Like, he wrote it, like, in a couple days. He wrote all his movies in a couple days. Oh, I didn't know that. So I mean, pretty much. Learning. I mean, pretty... I mean, I don't know exactly. I'm saying pretty much. He wrote them all, like... But I think... A lot of people say that this was, like, his id just unleashed, like, entirely. Because, like, you know, The you Breakfast really, that's Club... That's your word of the day, huh? That's id. my word of the day. I've heard you Never heard you say id before. Uh, it's today I've heard you say it twice. Breakfast Club is like really like it's it's very coherent, you know. Mm -hmm. It all sticks together really well, and then Weird Science is just, it's just him having fun all over the place. But it's good. I I I 
Um, so since you don't know the movie as well Bless as you. I know the movie, why don't you take us through what happens in the movie? Well, this is probably one of the easier movies to explain. There are these two unpopular, horny, nerdy virgin boys mm-hmm. who really want to have sex, especially um, <coughs> Gary. And then Wyatt's kind of along for the ride. Um, so you, you the, think so? Because so? I feel like, I feel like Wyatt it's just a little more under the surface. Well, no, he's still horny, but he's just like he's kind of like I'm okay with my computers. And Gary's <laughs> like, come on, we gotta be popular, we gotta have sex. <laughs> um, and uh, so they're Gary, like, so while know. so while they're having one of their many uh, sleepovers, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, Gary, they're watching Frank and uh, uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Um, some movie on the TV show, and that gives Gary an idea. Hey, I got an idea. What would be the girl, a real girl? And of course, Wyatt's just like, "But use my computer program. I guess I could use it to make a girl." And then it's like very like doesn't make any sense. And the way they hack into the government or some power plant for more power. Well, a thunderstorm happens. I love it because it's not it's not just this scene. We we see it all throughout the rest of the movie. But they don't explain any of. They don't understand how the internet how works, works because they don't understand how the internet works. They don't care though. But it's 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 they they have like a ritual around it, and instead of it being like science fiction, it's completely like supernatural. Well, I think it's a mix. Like the it's power a mix between science fiction and supernatural. The power of the internet, like since I guess John Hughes didn't understand it, he was just like. It's a supernatural force. It's all powerful. Gary tries to destroy the computer with a bat, and it destroys the bat. <laughs> yeah, and it brings a thunderstorm. The whole world, the whole house gets torn up in like a violent storm, and then she appears, the girl, the real girl. And what I think is one of the coolest shots in all of cinema, mm. with all the uh, like pink lighting, and then she like comes out of the pink lighting and the fog. Um, I like. I think every movie should look like this movie. Every movie should. I don't think every movie should look like this movie. If I mean, if I had my druthers, the the cinematography in this movie, I just love it so much. Everything would look like this. Well, most everything would look like this. It was interesting. I wouldn't say every movie because every movie is different. I. I'll say it another way. I've made stuff that looks like this because I'm just trying you to love. It off. This is your favorite. This is your favorite look. Mm-hmm. Um, but she well, there's there's that one kind of shot that's kind of out, out of the blue when he's like before they make her, and he's like, "Come on, you're not serious. You're not serious, Gary." And then he's like, "Look into my eyes and see if I'm serious." And then like it's a close up and everything's dark except for his eyes. It was a cool shot, but oh, it was yeah, like the lighting. Yeah. It was just like, it was kind of out of, it kind of like put me out of it a little bit. I was like, oh, it's, the whole room's not like that. It's it was just, very, it was very dramatic. It was very William Shatner as Captain Kirk mm-hmm. in Star Trek. I'm going to pretend I know that reference. I mean, I know. Of course I, you I, know I, that reference. I know that Chris. reference, but I don't know like the shot. The shot Everything I know, everybody else knows. Maybe just in your id. In my id, yeah. Okay. So, so what happens next? So what happens next is Lisa comes out and she's like well let's go party she's she's british and that's how she talks she's basically a sex robot mary poppins and (laughs) she she takes the boys out man and she can basically do whatever she wants she's magic like anything you want her to do she does 
And she keeps saying, I do whatever the boys want me to do. But really, she does what she wants to do. And she just makes the boys do what she wants what she wants to do. I mean, you could argue she's like, well, they want to be popular and have sex. And I'm going to help them do that in ways they don't want to do it. But she pretty much just drags him around. She drags him to a black So bar. you're arguing that she has autonomy. Pretty much. She does whatever she wants. Okay. I'm saying, like, as far as movie goes, like, oh, you need fake IDs? <laughs> you have fake IDs. Oh, you take the fries. <laughs> so in that way, you you would say that it's not really, like, misogynistic in that aspect. It's a little misogynistic. The whole idea of the movie is misogynistic. I feel like... Uh, I'm, I'm just, I mean, it's not I like... I feel like the problem with the movie... I get... I, the problem with the movie... It's more that premi- the premise, 80s, like... We're just earlier time misogynistic, not really like... The premise sounds misogynistic, but it can, not ver- it can misogynistic definitely sense. be made in a way that isn't misogynistic. And the way that they generally do it for most of the movie isn't misogynistic, but there are definitely super misogynistic things that happen yes, in this movie. exactly. It sounds a lot more misogynistic <laughs> than it is. But... That part. I, that's what I'm saying. I think the, the misogyny in there is more just like the general, oh, it's an older movie, something mm-hmm. like that. It's not as bad as like... Um, Dr. Otto, where the guy's like, shut up, woman. Where it's just very direct. Yeah, it's more just like, let's make, well, I mean, two, and it's, honestly, it's pretty, um, super smooth, shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty, sorry, super smooth's, um, he's trying to make himself a woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. He really liked the movie. He really liked it. He's like, that was how I was made, now I will make my own. Um, but, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so, I don't even know what I'm saying about misogyny. Is that, is your window open? No, it's closed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, misogyny is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's, it sounds a lot more misogynistic than it is, the mm-hmm. movie. But, okay, no, my point is, it's very plausible to me that two boys, if they could make a sex woman robot, they would. Like, mm-hmm. two horny boys. That makes sense. That's, like, that would probably happen if it was possible. I mean, I guess maybe it could happen nowadays if they were smart enough. But they don't ever have sex with it, really. Mm-hmm. They like, they're like, what's the first thing we should do? Take a shower. And then, like, it's like, oh, she's all naked and sexy. And then the joke, they pan away. And they're, they're still wearing their jeans. They're like, oh, I was too scared to take my pants off. But the sex <laughs> robot we just magically made, have sex with her. Um... But then she drags me to a black bar to have fun. And it gets a little racist there. Mostly... mostly... It doesn't get a little racist. It gets a lot racist. Especially Anthony Michael Hall's voice. Well, that's the most racist part. But he also also does it in The Breakfast Club. So I'm imagining that, like, he started doing it on the set of Breakfast Club. And John Hughes was just like, Oh, 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 yes, Anthony. That's quite humorous. That is how they talk. (laughs) Jesus that's pretty much how it was. He was just like imitating, like his version of a black voice, but he was getting along with them. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty like. Oh, uh, and this is around the time where Wyatt walks into the bathroom. Oh, this and he feels. You have to talk about this scene. He walks into the bathroom. Three men who are peeing all decide to turn around because someone walks into the bathroom. What? How dare they to pee? We're peeing. There's open urinals, but they're all next to each other. I think this is a gay bar, because there was three guys just, like, next to each other's urinal. It's not a gay bar. They were all next to each other's urinal. <laughs> they all turned, they're like, uh, and they're, like, like eyeing him down. He's like, uh-huh, hi, guys. And then he goes into the stall, 
and they turn back, and then he, he in the stall, you pan down to the feet, and there's someone sitting in the toilet, and Wyatt goes, God damn. He doesn't say it like that. He says it God in his voice. God damn. Well, God damn. And then uh, it cuts. No. It's very unclear what just happened. I think he sat down. I think he sat down while someone else was sitting there, and he had like. It probably he probably got. It really, really he seems got, like he accidentally sat on somebody's penis. That's what it looked like, but um, it was. <laughs> But they just cut. They don't really explain it. They don't. And then they cut over to Gary to Gary's racist voice. And this is like under this is under the thirty minute mark of the movie. <laughs> so it's very out there, very strange, but entertaining. Um, and then after that, they leave the they leave the party. They get back. White's brother. No, he doesn't come till the next morning. I don't think. Uh, but anyways. There's a moment between Wyatt and the girl, and they kiss, and she grabs his buns, and... Oh, no, that is where Wyatt's brother comes in, because he's like... He just comes... Oh, he does come in. Because he's like, like, where have you been? Where have you been? You gotta pay money to... I don't tell mom and dad. This place to mess. I feel... And, uh, Chad... and, he, and I make him sound like dumb, and he is dumb, but he's really entertaining, Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was one of your favorites. Oh yeah, he was funny. It was just like he was such he's such that like that stereotype of the older brother, but he did it. It was so like meta. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like it was so over the top on purpose, but it was it was great. But then yeah, after that they go Lisa and Wyatt go out on the porch and she starts kissing him. And this is like... And she grabs his buns. This is, like, yeah, this is also gets a little awkward slash uncomfortable because it's like he's 15, she's 23. She's an autonomous, ageless, supernatural internet woman that they made. I mean... She's, she's, either, she's supposed to be 23, but like they made her, so technically, she's a, technically he's the one that's creepy. She's like a day old. Good point, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but she's supposed to be 23. Considering he's 15 and clearly... Not entirely in touch with himself. Uh, I suppose I can forgive it. Yeah, I can. I can forgive it. She was pretty smoking hot. So next they go to the mall, right? Yeah. And then what happens at the mall? The mall. They are. They're trying to buy perfume for her. She's buying sexy underwear for them. I mean, for her to wear for them. And then the, the these bullies that keep coming in and out. One's Robert Downey Jr. One's some other guy. They throw like icy on them and like, oh, every, everyone in the mall laughs at them. Even like adults and like security guards are just like, oh, 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 oh these losers. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> fuck these guys. It wasn't just like the kids are like, eh, it was just like everybody. Um, and they're like, oh, man. And then the two bullies see Lisa and they're like, <laughs> um, and they chase her. And then she's like, oh, hey, sorry, I'm waiting for my ride. And then they see. Wyatt and Gary pick him, pick her up, and they're like, "What? Those losers? How is that possible?" And then she's like, "We're throwing a party. Tell everybody." And then so they throw a party. Hundreds of people show up. They're popular. Oh, you missed one of the best scenes though. Look, where uh, Lisa meets Gary's parents. Oh yeah, so she. <laughs> this is one of the best scenes. Um. So um. While they're setting up for the party, Lisa goes to pick up Gary after he got ready, and she meets his parents, 
and he and Gary's trying to be like, oh yeah, she's a foreign exchange student, and we're going to a movie, and she's like, no, I'm a robot they made, and we're going to <laughs> we're going to a party, and there's a lot of sex and drugs and rock and roll. And Gary's parents are very like, what? Um, yeah, you you want to see? And uh, Al threatens to throw Lisa out of the house, and then Lisa tells him. You're out of shape. I'll kick your ass. Which Ooh, I just funny. love the way that she delivers that line. It was true. He's like a bald plumber. That at first was eyeing her like, she's hot. <laughs> but then as soon as he heard, what a party. He went from like, you're a devil woman. If I can't have you, no one can. That's probably what's going on in his head. Uh, and but then, there's that funny winking part though when she was talking about how, Gary, how Gary's his, his sexual, repressed sexual energy you can only wink off in bathrooms. So no, like, they say Ooh. toss off. Toss off. Yeah, to- toss off is apparently a thing. I've never heard that, that term. I never tossed off. Not once, He uses both hands for the tossing A lot of jerking off, off movements in this scene. Which is great. Oh, it was hilarious. So then they get to the party. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Oh, and well, after, no, after Lisa she, threatens... She, uh, she pulls out a gun when they try to call the cops. Like, what the hell? And then he puts it down, and then she squirts him with water, and then all of a sudden they're on the way to the party, and she's like, oh, don't worry, your parents don't remember, because she just used her magic powers to make them forget. But she went too far with Al, because Al doesn't remember he has a son, he doesn't know who Gary is, <laughs> which is a funny running gag throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was probably going to fuck up his life, and they never fixed that at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's... So he's never going to know he has a... It's like, well, early all set Alzheimer's, she's going to get diagnosed with I don't have a son. I don't know a Gary. Oh, well. Um, okay, but then they go to the party. Um, hundreds of people show up. It's a crazy party, but Wyatt and Gary are just hiding in the bathroom, taking shits. Because <laughs> they're nervous. And they're they're basically talking to each other how they're like, we wanted a party, but like now we're here in the bathroom because we're too scared to like join the party. These two are fucking, like, just... I get that they're like scared, like virgin nerds, but it kind of frustrated me sometimes. I was just like, just look. I was a little virgin nerd in high school, and I no, understand. But I'm point. saying, but if you had an all powerful, sexy bot that you made, uh-huh. doing whatever you wanted, giving like make get, making parties, giving you cars, I feel like you'd take advantage of that. Like they were just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, see, they never followed through. It's because they're too worried about their ego and super ego. That they aren't to willing to unleash their id. Chris. <laughs> their id. You just want to say id again. <laughs> um, but then the two girls that they liked, who have no personality, and who are dating, <laughs> who are dating the, these two girls, they're just like you introduced them like three times. Once at the beginning scene where they're like across from the gym, they're like, "Look at those girls," but not specifically. And you find out that they're dating the bullies. But they have no personality, really. And they come to the bathroom and like, oh, hey, whose house is this? Oh, it's your house? Can we come in? Mm-hmm. And they have awkward conversation in the bathroom. And then they're like, can we talk alone for a second? And like, yeah. And then they go in the shower and start talking, which my favorites, my favorite shots where like, they're like, the, the girls are whispering to each other and the guys are whispering to each other. Mm-hmm. And the guys are whispering to each other, but it keeps going between close-ups of their mouth while they're like whispering. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, I think that's what they want. I think, yeah, I think they want to they make out with us. So yeah, yeah. I thought it was really, I'd like that a lot. <laughs> That's it's then, a hallmark scene. Um, but then the they still they talk so fast. That I've watched this movie. I don't even know how many times, <laughs> and saying. I still don't know all the things that they say. Yeah, but I but I love it. And yeah. then they're like, "Okay, yeah, good, we're good, let's go." 
they peek over, the girls abandon them because they're, they're nerds, and they're like, I don't need nerds. And so there's two, like, girls that are dressed like them, but are, like, really ugly and fat or in their place somehow. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, because weird thing about this movie is that it looks great on Blu-ray, but the sound mix is dog shit, because all the music and sound effects are really, really loud, and all the dialogue's really, really low. Mm -hmm. So when they're coming downstairs, the one girl says, uh, those guys were weird. And then the other one says... Yeah, but they're kind of nice or cute or something like that. So typical, typical, no personality, <laughs> like female interest in these kind of movies. <laughs> just like, oh, they go after the alpha male, but then maybe the nice guy will turn around, which they do. Um, really, in their heart of hearts, they like the nice guy. That's the ma the male fantasy that that's... they, they want to believe. <laughs> John Hughes wrote. Right, but exactly. That's what I'm saying. They have no personality because they're not real people in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Downey Jr. and the guy from oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 both offer... Well, they find out that Harry... Lisa was made by them because they're like, ooh, let's... They try, to, they try to trade. They're like, you give us Lisa, we'll give you our two, you know, no Hill personality. And Hill and Deb are no person... Um, girl 1 and Girl 2. They're our two no personality <laughs> girlfriends that you guys seem to like for some reason. Um, they're like, oh, well, we like that deal, except we can't give up Lisa. But hey, we'll make you a girl. Mm -hmm. And they do it, but they're so caught up in their egos and id mm -hmm. <laughs> that they forget the vital part of the ritual of plugging in the doll that they want the world to look like. And they accidentally leave them on like a, a nuclear bomb missile. So they make a nuclear bomb missile that goes through the house. This is the scene when everything is flying out of the house. Mary Pop, yeah. <gasps> tits so we've got to look at our tit meter oh but first of all there's another tits so when they're making the girl in the <laughs> VR simulation where they're like they keep going like well how big should the boobs be bigger 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 so like there's virtual tits in that so that's tit meter number one let's see it up on the board ding 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 VR tits <laughs> second tits in the movie everything's being sucked out of the chimney and all the people are fine except for this one girl who's being like sucked in all the furniture gets sucked in she's grabbing on by the window she's like ah her skirt falls off. Whoa, whoa, underwear. And then, like, her shirt. And then, you know, she's being sucked in. Her clothes just rip off. And then she's, like, naked. And she and that's where you see the tits. That's tit meter number two. Ding, 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 ding. And don't forget all those issues with Playboy also. Yeah. Do those so count? I don't remember seeing the actual tits. But mm -hmm. I'm sure they were there. Okay. That's three. All we right. got VR tits, magazine tits, and then flying out of a chimney tit. That's three tits on the tit meter. She flew out of the chimney and then landed perfectly safe, tits first on the lawn. So on on that meter, it's safe to say that this is the best movie that we've seen so far. <laughs> if you're going by the tit meter, this movie has been number one. <laughs> this is the number one box office. Because yeah, I think to this point, all the other movies that we've watched, no tits. It's been a zero. It's zero, maybe a half, mm -hmm. maybe a half tit, but mostly zero. So it's been like no competition, mm -hmm. really. Um, anyways, they failed to make another girl for the bullies. That kind of goes nowhere. Um, Lisa's like, oh, I gotta get their confidence up. I know, let me s summon up with my magic powers these Mad Max 2, you know, probably cannibalistic motorcycle raiders. Mm -hmm. They come in, tear up the house. <laughs> they're cool. Um, they're badass. Wyatt and Gary are scared and... Eventually, they have to. Some they after they they're too scared to deal with them. But then, once the bullies take 
take kidnap those um, girl one and girl two. Hill and Deb. The no personality girl interests. Oh no, now we got to do something because we have a crush on these girls we know nothing about. And so they, um, so, you know, they use that, um, they use like a gun that was in before that Lisa used that's supposed to be a water gun. They stand up. And they, they call, uh, Gary calls the one girl that's part of the gang a bitch. Oh, and yeah. then he calls. I like how that's always. I, I kind of like that. That was the only person he stand up to. Shut up, bitch! Oh, hey guys. And then he calls. He says that the guy's friends are f words. Oh yeah, that was a little uncalled for. He was like, "You get you super uncalled he said, for." He said, "Get get you and your friends out here." I was like, "Whoa, this is like the hype of the AIDS crisis too." So like, you're right. This is really bad. Um. I like to imagine that they ran off the gang with the power of bigotry. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like, wow, this is totally cool, dude. We're leaving, <laughs> dude. Come on, Lisa's got her Let's supernatural hey, powers. Hey, hey, but hey, these two... hey, we might be cannibalistic raiders, but we're all allies here. <laughs> and if you're gonna be this close-minded, we don't want to. We don't want to harass your party. Let's go, guys. These two teenage white boys, they have the power of bigotry. <laughs> so they stand up for themselves, and they scare off these big, mean people. And so the girl's like, oh, my gosh, you, you're so strong. I stuff for you guys. And then they stay over. Everyone else leaves the party, right? And then the next morning, the big brother, Chad, 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 Chad. Comes back and he's as played by Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton doing his doing his like what's going on, which I'm making it sound like it's bad, but I still love it. Like that's <laughs> no, that I, is what he sounds. No, like. it is, but I'm making it sound like it's like I'm making fun of it and bad. Oh, yeah. I love that though. It's the only way to do um, it. And so then Lisa's like, "You take the girls home in the Fer you take the Ferrari, you take the Jaguar, you take the Tesla," and they're like, "Okay," <laughs> <laughs> and they drive off, and then she turns. Bill Paxton into like a an alien toad thing. Super smooth. Get it right. <laughs> Why do you need an alarm at a girl you're building? God. Um. In case. <laughs> in case they're being stolen. <laughs> yeah. So the guys get the girls. Um. Why? And they're like, oh, we're like, no, we're in love for no reason, even though we don't know each other. Um, the girls are superficial and just like, but I mean, I like, suppose like also, that they had a party and they built a robot girl and that they saved them from the made up danger that Lisa put them in because she's manipulating everything. But they're like all fifteen, so they're like young and dumb, right? Yeah, they are. But I mean, it's again, the girls aren't real people. They're just like it's very shallowly written, yeah, male fantasy. Um, just like oh, I, I see that girl and I like her, and I'm gonna pretend like I'm in love with her, even though I know nothing about her. Um. And so then Wyatt kisses his brown, because he's got brown hair, so he dates the brown-haired girl. And then Gary's got blonde hair, so he dates the blonde-haired girl, because that's how it should be, obviously. And I think any inter-hair mixing in relationships is wrong, and we should separate that. And um, I think that's just not right. But um, Wyatt kisses his brown-haired non-personality girl one. And he's like, I love you. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> I'll be grounded for a month. I'll wait for you because I love you. And then the, um, the blonde hair, uh, Gary guy, tells his blonde girl, I'm not really cool. This isn't my car. This isn't my suit. This isn't even my real skin. 
And she's like, why would you tell me that? Oh, I don't know. And they're like, they probably kind of zoned out for a second. I'm sure they probably kissed and were like dating. And then they go back and Lisa makes Chet agree to not be a dick. He says, okay. By turning him into a toad monster. Well, turning him back. And well, I mean, he has turned into a toad monster. He agrees not to be a dick anymore. The parents are coming home. Lisa does her Mary Poppins reverse routine. The house comes back together magically. Lisa's like, I gotta go now. I got which I, you guys got girlfriends, and that's what I was here for. And then she ends up coaching a high school volleyball team. She's on a mission to de-virginize every high schooler in America. She's basically one of those teachers that like hooks up with their students, <laughs> except she doesn't really have sex with anyone. <laughs> She just grabs some buns and makes out a little bit. I do like the part at the and end. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. There, I, I did want to point out that part at the end of the movie where uh, Wyatt's parents finally come home and Wyatt hugs his mom and then he goes to hug his dad and his dad goes, <laughs> his dad's like, no, no. no. And it's like, shake hands. Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, this movie has probably the best theme song ever. It does have a good theme song. I don't remember uh, it though. That they had know. that they had to reuse for the TV show, the TV show because it seems like it's maybe the only good part of the TV show. <laughs> we watched some of the TV show too, and it was it was just a really badly done reversion of it. Mm-hmm. Some of the same dialogue, some of the same shots. Yeah, like some literally, the, like they just took ten the years film later, they and took put some of the TV show, mm-hmm. but with like new characters that are like. They're older, but also uglier versions of the movie version, <laughs> and like worse actors, and everything's just worse. And they just kind of like shove. Which is out. crazy because they, they shove they shove, shove like the first thirty minutes of the movie into the first five minutes of the movie, so it's really like rushed. Wyatt and Gary are both played by older, and you would assume more veteran actors, but well, they're not the, nearly the weird as thing good is that they're, they're the same age. As the people in the, the movie, no, no, the actors are the same age as the actors from the original movie. <laughs> I think they use different actors, but mm-hmm. like in the eighties when they made the movie, those actors from the TV show and the movies were the same age. Like oh, Ten yeah. years later, the TV <laughs> show—that's <laughs> what it seemed like. It seemed really, like, it seemed really old, uh, but it seemed really bad. The, the TV show has that nineties style, which doesn't hold up as well as like eighties style does today, at least. No, it doesn't. It looks awful. Um, Ugh. Yeah. And so it was on the USA Network, which is why I never heard of it. Mm-hmm. But it's on for five years. Somehow. Somehow. Um, and I don't like the Chet now. That Chet sucks. That Chet sucks. You could, I, I kind of feel like, it, it seems anyway like they kind of let Bill Paxton do, do a little freestyle. Yeah. A little improv with his stuff in the movie. And uh, that chat was so over the top and so meta. Mm-hmm. It was just I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's, it's a typical stereo- like stereotypical like, oh, I'm your old brother and I'm gonna beat up on you. But his hair just, is so weird. His hair is very weird. Unexplained. Though. And you know, like you went through and you did a good job of explaining what the plot is and everything. But really, this movie is super disjointed and like you, you, us explaining it is more coherent than, than what you're actually watching. In a very good way. Yeah, it moves it's forward. Not bad. It, the story moves forward very well. Yeah. But it's not like they don't they don't feel the need to explain a lot of things. Yeah. No. It's just kinda like, hey, this is what's happening, and you're like, well, okay. Stuff that's, just that's happens. 
and you just sort of, everything's, you're flying by the seat of your pants with the movie. You're going on a ride with it. I always forget how crazy this movie is every time I watch it. Well, this is my first time watching it, and it was a lot of fun. Like, I, this is the movie I've enjoyed the most so far. This is when people talk about like how much they love like Ferris Bueller, and I I, I like Ferris Bueller too. Mm-hmm. But when people talk about how much they like Ferris Bueller and how it's like sort of crazy and matter breaking and fourth wall, it's you know this movie is that movie to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really I don't see that so much in Ferris Bueller. Like they kind of yeah. have a couple little gags, but like this movie is much more of that. This movie is John Hughes id. I don't know why you say it again. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, do you have a tagline for this movie? Mm. Yeah. Um, tagline is um, uh, weird science. <laughs> I don't know. This movie is weird science. Tagline is um, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> or um, weird Science, Lisa! Or Weird Science, Three Tits. <laughs> I out of five tits. I think you're missing... That's where my uh, score. Uh, weird Science, they're gonna freak out! <laughs> what was yelling at the party? What was, was Wyatt yelling at the party? He's like, what are they at? <laughs> I don't even know Sometimes he, he just screams. Ah, Sometimes Gary! He- <laughs> There's motorcycles in my parents' house. Like after everything that's happened, that's what you're concerned with. Like this part destroyed your house. It's been destroyed by you making a woman, but then there's motorcycles. Um, how about weird science? It's electric. Just because it sounds good, you but were because like you were saying before. No, actually, it's terrible. I just wanted to bring up the fact that um, oh, every movie that we've watched so far has some correlation to like electricity or lightning. And they, and do, especially and they use that old timey like they use that old timey like um, effects of like the electricity, the blue electricity, like mm-hmm. over stuff. And, like they use a lot like in the credits. I love it in this movie though. It looks so cool. It does look cool. But it's really loud in the in the opening credits. I said it already, but just like the way this whole movie looks, I just love, love it. it. You love it. Love it. Basically, you want to remake this movie. Love it so much. I I don't I don't really want to remake movies that I really really love because I'd be scared that I'd fuck it up. You would fuck it up. I would you probably couldn't, couldn't fuck get it up. the magic of this like movie, this yeah. and Escape from New York. I just would ruin. <laughs> you gotta take that and something else. Um, um, so okay, so I guess we'll get into prescribe, repurpose, think, or euthanize. I think. This do you mind? Do you mind if I go first? Go since first. everybody knows what I'm gonna say anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna prescribe it. Even though I have a really big problem because uh, uh, I watched this a couple months ago with our our fellow roommate Maz, who you guys don't know. Um, I know. And, uh, like, I noticed, like, the misogyny and the racism and uh, homophobia before. Yeah. But watching it with him, I, like, really noticed it. Was and, like, really, I felt, like, like he really, really bad. It? What's that? Was he really in tune to it? Uh, I feel, well, he definitely noticed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than the white people that I normally watch it with <laughs> notice it. And, uh... <laughs> 
Also, I mean, like, he generally doesn't like that 80s style of movie anyway, so he already didn't like the movie. Yeah. But he already didn't like the movie, and then, like, oh, and it's racist and it's it's just generally in every way you can imagine and and it's definitely like all there and i almost like in my head i was sort of thinking like oh well maybe you could just like repurpose it you could like remake it and i think you could i wouldn't hate if they remade this movie just because it's it's not like iconic in that way that like back to the future is or um even like bill and ted like I can definitely, I could see reasons for remaking this movie, uh, but uh, I just think that the way this movie is on its own already, the cinematography and just the general look of the movie, like I can't, I can't just throw that away. I just yeah. can't. I think I if just, you remade it, you wouldn't be able to capture the same magic and charm of the movie. It's just, it's a movie that you have to watch and just sort of accept accept it for its flaws and keep them in mind and its flaws are, its flaws, are very, it. its flaws are just very like part of its charm i think uh oh not the homophobic ones oh okay <laughs> just like the, i mean like just the, the type, normal the, movie. the normal movie flaws not like the, not the i mean but that's also no part those of definitely are part of its charm and that's yeah that's part of the reason that i love it so so much is the way that it just goes from like uh, scene to scene and they're kind of disjointed and it doesn't necessarily make sense altogether but it totally makes sense altogether however the bigotry is uh, uh, very hard to get over you I just have to it have was that, it wasn't that hard I noticed it but it wasn't like the, it's not the worst I mean it's it's problematic and uh, I'm just I'm just it, I'm aware of it yeah but I'm saying like of course it was the 80s like you know like a ton of movies and stuff it's like that like it's not like it's not like it's not like shocking to me there, you know? there are definitely more '80s movies that are woke than this, though. Oh, sure, sure. I'm just saying it's not weird to me that an older movie, you know, has some of the stuff it has in this movie. See, it doesn't feel that old to me though, just because like, sort of grew up with it. It's not really. Maybe it's because I just saw it for the first time. Then. Maybe. Um, but for me, I would also prescribe it, which I think is my first uh, prescribe. Oh well, congratulations. congratulations! Congratulations to Weird Science. I think, and it has nothing to do with the tit meter. <laughs> Just because this is the first movie with tits in it doesn't mean that's why I'm prescribing. I think it's really fun. I think you're right that you could remix it and redo it, and I think you could make a good movie with the concept of it nowadays, mm-hmm. especially since nowadays it seems plausible mm-hmm. that someone could make like a robot, a sex robot, since they're kind of doing that already. And you could definitely have some great like commentary about yeah the relationship of things between like men and women definitely i think you could do a really good but i think it would be kind of its own thing though like you can't really mm-hmm. recapture the kind of um 80s charm the 80s style and like just the john hughes and everything put together really it was made a really it was a really fun movie mm-hmm. like i think it's definitely worth watching you should prescribe it i'd prescribe it awesome yeah uh well i'm glad you liked it because you. Uh, if you didn't like it I would have been really sad. Your id. My id would have been sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. So I don't. I don't think after I was kind of thought it'd be cool to have a sex robot before watching this movie, but after <laughs> seeing how she just kind of controls my life and <laughs> brings hordes <laughs> of motorcycle gangs into our house and throws parties, I'm not. I'm not so keen on it anymore. So what do you think?
you want me to build you each a woman? No, I just don't think it would be right. She wouldn't have any autonomy or... Ultimately, I gotta agree with Brad in this one. Super smooth 7000? I have no ethical dilemma with this. <gasps> Are you sure, Super Smooth? Affirmative. I want to get laid. Well... Okay. Just call me Cupid. Later, pussies. <laughs>